0: March 17th, 1776, British troops evacuate Boston after realizing to their horror that they're in Boston. Welcome to The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn.
1: I'm Zach Powers.
0: And our guest, you know him, you love him, friend of the show, uh, writer for Westward, don't know why I'm talking like this, Byron Graham.
2: <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Thank you yeah. for returning. This is right. the first
2: one I've done with Zach via remote.
0: Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Oh, it's been a while, stupid. Uh, if you guys Zach got stuck in the computer. Yeah. If you guys
1: missed Byron's previous appearances or don't know who he is, um this is the way I think of him. So, recently <laughs> my girlfriend and I have been rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Byron, are you familiar <laughs> with that television show? Uh, yes. I know of
2: it. I've not seen uh well, I've not seen it.
1: There's one episode where one character is broken up into two parts, all of his confidence and all of his insecurities, and that's Brian and Byron as human beings. They're one person broken up.
0: That is accurate. I can assure you. There's a, there's Which an character Instagram photo going up almost right now that'll prove that. <laughs> it has my mouth open, and I almost look like I'm trying to fuck the camera. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> Byron looks insane.
2: I do. I look like I, I've just hatched a scheme.
3: <laughs> just I, would scheme eggs. A I would have gone with...
1: A little lumpy, too. I, them I gotta say. <laughs> oh, I realized that Dr. Jekyll... No, me not. that Doctor Jekyll. Oh, thank you. I realized that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde would have been an easier metaphor that more people would have gotten sure but it's not that you're morally different it's no, just that yeah. one of you is less well put together than the other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, quick aside about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Doesn't Dr. Jekyll sound way more evil than, than Mr. Mr. Hyde? Yes. Yeah, Mr. Hyde just like, "Oh, hey, Mr. Hyde." Mr. Hyde. "How hey, are Hyde. the pies?" you know. Uh, okay, Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, Dr. Jekyll's coming. You uh, guys. Did the war crimes trial come <laughs> for Dr. Jekyll?
0: Yes. Yeah. That's uh
2: that's a completely
1: valid point. Uh, well, let's, let's re- rename it. You know what? It's not too late to edit. I think. That's I think. I let's it. revise it. Let's yeah, do. Uh, uh, let's write uh,
0: a sternly worded letter <laughs> to Robinson Crusoe. Nope.
2: No. Um, uh, I believe.
1: Let's call it. We'll call it. Is it H.G. Wells? Mr. No. Mr. Jekyll and Doctor. Friendly, Actually, Dr. Friendly sounds way <laughs> worse. Dr. Friendly, oh, God. Dr. No. Friendly's real bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could
2: do Dr. Hyde and Mr. Jekyll. Just switch it around. When I was Robert a- Louis Stevenson? Is that who you're
0: thinking? Maybe. Um, I, I do you want to Google
2: that real quick so we don't seem like idiots? It's completely right.
0: irrelevant. Brian, it's um, you know. I will also point light. out that when I was a kid, my dentist's name was Dr. Soar. Uh, <laughs>
1: Were you a child in a Goosebumps book? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We delayed delayed this episode one week, but it kind of works, because now it's going to be released on on that sacred holiday. yeah, St. Patrick's Day, and this week's topic relates to the sweet mother, what do they call it? Emerald
2: Isle? Yeah. Oh, the Isle of Aaron? I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
0: The old land of milk and milk, milk and potatoes. Yep. <laughs> the <laughs> land of fire and ice.
2: The whiskey mix.
0: Ooh. The whiskey. Yeah. yeah the that's whiskey it. There mix. we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Byron does have a joke in his set right now that contains uh, <laughs> contains the phrase potato eating mix.
2: Child-beating mix.
0: Child-beating child mix. Jesus, it's worse. <laughs> uh,
2: That's the only part of that joke that always works, though. <laughs> you People know what? always it's, cheer.
3: <laughs> <it's been mixed. laughs>
0: that always gets them. They carry you off on their shoulders.
2: Yeah, all the other liquors I'll mention, they'll be like, yeah, maybe. And then I say whiskey. And then, yeah, they all... They all well, self-identify as child-beating mix. The
1: the Irish are clearly the Rodney Dangerfield of European groups because they get no respect.
0: <laughs> well, also the Romany. Let's yeah,
2: let's well, let's okay. not uh, forget about
3: the Romany
1: Dangerfield. Okay, they get no respect, but they're still like very, very pale.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, listeners, if you're new to the show. <laughs> Like, every episode, I enjoy the introduction more and more, but we get to that point, I'm like, oh, we just lost all the new people. <laughs> um, if you're new to the show, what we do is, each episode, we take a topic from history. One person presents the actual version of events, and another person comes up with a crazy, batshit alternate history. And the winner becomes the truth. Um, and we do this every two weeks, in theory. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know
1: what? Our scheduling issues will be washed away with the passage of time. Yep. No one will remember.
0: By the time the sun blows up, no one will really care about much. So,
2: Just subscribe, and then when each new episode comes up, it's like a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, oh, yeah. hey, revisionists again. Yeah, I remember, remember our
1: message. The sun death will one day occur. Might as well listen.
0: <laughs> Cling not to the, to the warmth of the sun. It will bring you only emptiness in the end.
2: After the sun death, you'll have so much podcast listening time, too.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess I'll catch up on WTF. I don't know (laughs) what other circumstance I would (laughs) clear that backlog.
1: I always want to listen to hardcore history, but every episode is like four hours long and it's so hard to commit. So
0: much. Yeah. But if you're floating in a cold void of space.
2: Like, it's too hardcore, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Four hours is like a gangbang of history. Yeah,
3: history. It's called softcore history.
2: <laughs> Cinemax after dark <laughs> history.
0: Yeah, the, the red shoe diaries, colon history. <laughs>
1: um, what did we talk about last time? <laughs>
0: last time we talked about uh, the Black Tom affair. Uh, or the explosion at Black Tom Island. And Timmy Leslie's alternate history won out. Um, so thank you to Timmy for that. And I'm going to gloss over the fact that I f- completely forgot just now what was in that alternate history. I think there
1: was like rowdy teens on the island Yeah. Oh, no, cigarettes. it was rowdy
0: teens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> rowdy teens.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth that way.
3: <laughs>
1: Brian just loves a rowdy teen. <laughs> can't Ugh. help it. I do Brian, not care to have that. Why do you it. have rowdy teens in your search history? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was looking for Rowdy Town. It's an improv group. Hey there. This is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists.
1: This time we were talking of
0: uh, Sir Roger Casement. Uh, uh,
1: not so much Sir anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: They kind of took
2: that away.
1: Yeah,
0: that's yeah. true. Uh, to me, he'll always be Sir. Um,
2: There's an argument to be made. He wouldn't want to be a Sir of a, yeah. of a liar's crone.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but, Zach,
0: you've got the actual history.
1: Uh, yep.
0: And Byron is doing the alternate. So Zach, if you're ready, go ahead and take it away.
1: Sure uh, Robert K. Smith, not a sir, um, <laughs> was to start off, if you guys haven't looked up this fella, I think he's quite a handsome dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a re- elegant looking, handsome, you know he's a, he's into humanitarian rights, so he seems like a real catch. <laughs> uh, bad news for the ladies. He, have, <laughs> he maybe possibly was gay. Bad news for the gay men, he has been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> and bad news for Jeffrey Dahmer, you are also dead. So,
3: <laughs>
1: looks like nobody's getting this fish. Um, <laughs> anyways, nobody's
0: was, getting this fish. Is that an actual
1: aphorism that people? Yeah, it's use? from let's say Maine. Uh, <laughs> oh, of course,
0: nobody's clacking on this lobster tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I read it in a Stephen King book. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, no one's no one's having this sleepwalkers with them.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, he was born in Dublin in 1864. Mm. Uh, his he was his father was. Uh, captain casement of the king's own regiment of dragoons which is a pretty cool name that i just wanted to say out loud because it's fun to say i Uh, feel like
0: dragoons needs to come back on like a rupaul yeah all, like, Drag Race All-Stars,
1: that has to be something. Oh, that yeah, put back. a whole
2: team of them together, yeah. call them the Dragoons.
1: Yeah. Ooh, ooh, or we should have, what we should do is we should get some drag queens who are willing to do petty crimes, and then they can be the Drag Goons. And then fun, like, uh, I don't know, NBC show.
0: Also, I feel like, shout-out to Ben de la Creme, you were, we did not deserve you, so. Um... <laughs>
1: Uh, Fun fact about his dad, he went to Turkey to fight in uh, a revolution that was happening there and arrived after it was over.
0: (laughs) Classic
3: Irish. Yeah.
1: Uh, Anyways, he moved to England at three. He went to school. He became clerk at 16 with a shipping company and, you know, pretty standard childhood. But then he...
2: uh... I mean, who among us hasn't clerked for a shipping company?
1: Yeah, well, the at the time, it was, you know, a very popular, probably,
0: I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, that was like a Hamilton thing, too, I like, guess. What you, do you do have a paper route, like some sort of peasant? <laughs> yeah, instead of Paperboy, <laughs> the hot video game people played was uh, Shipping Clerk.
1: Yeah. And it didn't make any sense. You would be, like, shipping things, and, like, the neighbor's hose would derail you. It didn't make sense. <laughs> fucking... Spain would just throw, like, a brick at you for no reason. There was a tornado
0: uh, in the middle of the ocean, which I guess actually does happen
1: yeah um anyways so he goes to work for previous uh person that we've talked about in this podcast henry morgan stanley who you may remember for being the worst person (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so he goes uh he goes to work for the african international association under morgan stanley and he heads to uh, Leopold II's Congo. I mean, I say that it was the Congo, but Leopold II was, you know, basically strong-arming them into doing slave raber for his rubber trade at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every atrocity under the sun was happening.
0: Yep, um, as we've discussed before in our saddest episodes, probably. Yeah.
2: You did a King Leopold episode. Did
0: Did uh, we do King Leopold? We did Stanley. Uh, we did Stanley uh, and We did a couple did... other figures
1: from like the Belgian from Congo. That, yeah. yeah, we did a couple. I don't think we did Leopold specifically, though. Hmm.
2: It's a huge bummer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're just hacking off feet and dicks and just yep. all the atrocities.
1: The Belgian yep. bummer was his <laughs> was
0: his roller the, derby name.
1: The unofficial name of the Belgian Congo, <laughs> the unofficial <laughs> tagline of the Belgian Congo, all the atrocities. <laughs> Um, so he met Joseph Conrad who uh, (laughs) you may know from the time he wrote Hearts of Darkness which later became Apocalypse Now Mm -hmm. Uh, when they first went they both believed in the idea like that they would come and this place needed civilization and it would make the area better and neither of them believed that when they left (laughs) Um, but, uh, he also met lifelong friend, Herbert Ward, who was a sculptor, uh, and a lifelong friend became a godfather to his son, all that good stuff. Well, almost the lifelong friend near the end. They soured. okay. Um, <laughs>
2: he lost a lot of friends towards the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to work, he comes back from the Congo, goes to work for the colonial services office in, uh, England. And, uh, initially in West Africa, but eventually he manages to find his way back to the Congo where he begins to investigate the human rights situation in Congo in what eventually became the casement report and found out it was bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was the abstract for the whole report.
1: Yeah. Uh, after he sends the report, he helps reform, he helps form the Congo reform association, and the report basically sends shockwaves through england a lot of investors in like this rubber uh uh like this rubber production down in the congo are shocked and appalled by it um because the british i guess don't realize what they have themselves have been doing for several hundred
0: years the british the least self-reflective people ever <laughs>
1: yeah eventually it Eventually it uh, causes an independent inquiry in Belgium and uh, it resulted in the Belgian parliament uh, overtaking like the running of affairs in the Congo from Leopold in 1908. So it had some measurable effect, which is very good.
0: Yeah. uh, And unusual for a government report basically at this
1: point. Yeah. But his reporting days weren't over. He was a regular. (laughs) Clark we got bit Kent. by that
0: reporting bug. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: he heads for the colonial services. He heads to Brazil, where there is another rubber uh, operation, like rubber producing operation. Uh, apparently rubber was all the rage in the 1910s, 1900s. Yeah,
0: that's true. Hence the brutality.
1: The
2: Europeans were rubber, the natives were glue. All the human rights violations bounced off of them and stuck to you. (laughs)
0: It's like you were dropping that from a very high building and didn't realize until it was out of your hand, and you were trying to dive after it.
2: (laughs) I had to let it out, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, I know. I, just, I saw the look
0: in your
1: eyes when you were
2: saying it. <laughs> oh, sorry, Zach.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no problem at all. Um, so the in Peru, the Peruvian Amazon company, uh, which was run by a fellow named Julius Caesar Arana, who I believe That's himself not a good was. Sign. <laughs> yeah, I believe he was himself uh, Peruvian or Brazilian. Um, they were essentially, guess what, using slavery of the indigenous people to produce rubber and everything else terrible that you can think of was happening. I don't want to talk about those things, but if you're thinking, did this terrible thing go on? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. uh, Catfishing did not occur as far as I'm aware. Anything that involves a computer, probably not, but otherwise you're good to go.
0: Which is like the worst things. Yeah. Yes.
1: Catfishing? Um, that
2: would have been so elaborate when you had to sit two hours to take a portrait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you don't have to do it. Somebody else has to do it. Uh, anyway. I just think
0: of, like, catfishing in the time of letters and telegraphs. Like, I kind of want to. Uh, anyway.
2: It might have been even easier if you yeah. think about it. People were <laughs> dumb back then.
0: I don't have smallpox. So, <laughs> you know, I have it all.
1: Uh, so that report also causes a scandal in Britain. A lot of investors are, like, scandalized. And Arena <laughs> says he promises he will change his ways. Mm. Um, How'd that then work? In ni- 1911, Casement went back for a follow-up, and it turned out he did not change <laughs> his ways. <laughs> um, I picture
0: it like when Gordon Ramsay goes back to a, to a kitchen on Kitchen Nightmares. Anyway, yeah. that's...
1: Never mind. Uh, But the second report actually causes that company to completely fail. Uh, Mm. A few of the people, who uh, a few people were arrested and convicted of murder. Many more fled. Mm. The actual head of the company um, went back to England and was fine. Well,
2: oh, I thought again. you were talking about his actual
3: head. <laughs> oh. The head, no, of, yeah. the the, yeah, of, like head of the company. All of him went back to family.
2: Off with your head, slaver.
3: And then <laughs> so later you're...
1: he went back to South America and became a successful politician. So, Yes, Yeah, that sadly basically... sounds
0: about right. Yeah.
2: Those colonialists just fail upwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, in 1911, he receives a knighthood and medals... And later, Britain would regret this. (laughs) Uh, He had been a quiet supporter of Irish independence since 1904. Mm -hmm. But after he retired from uh, his job at the colonial services in 1913, he goes back to Ireland, works to start uh, a group called the Irish Volunteers. He befriends many people who are... uh, involved in what a more extremist group called the clan nagal now in the article they frequently just called it the clan but i'm going (laughs) to emphasize this clan is spelled with a c not a k so if i say the clan just in your mind c not k (laughs) (laughs) okay so he gets involved in gun running for the irish revolutionaries uh, he manages to get fifteen hundred rifles shipped to Ireland to start fermenting revolution, basically, and that cements his rep with the uh, with the revolutionaries who initially thought he was maybe too moderate or because he worked for England he couldn't be trusted. Yeah, just like um, classic
0: neoliberal shill. Type
1: yeah, thing exactly. Uh, they were they were all about Jill Stein, and then he. <laughs> <came here. laughs> um, so he eventually heads off to germany as world war one starts and tries to work out a deal with germany where if they provided weapons and maybe some military officers he could start a revolution in ireland and keep the british busy so they couldn't fight in the world war that was going on Mm -hmm. and he heads over there in in disguise um this is about the time the brits decide they do not like him very much And it's the first time that there's rumors that he is homosexual. Yeah. It's the first time there's rumors that he is uh, uh, gay start to surface. Mm -hmm. Um, One of his old friends, a guy named Adler Christensen, is offered 5,000 pounds, which translates to 2.5 million pounds in today's money for any information leading to his arrest.
0: And that's like almost three million dollars
1: yeah about that okay. something like maybe a little over 3 million okay i don't um, know why i asked you
0: not being a currency trader
1: yeah well anyway you're just all uh, about the bitcoin his his plan was that he was going to recruit some of the irish prisoners of war that germany had taken in the early part of the war to come back and fight england on behalf of ireland and also work with Germany to ferment revolution in India, which was obviously also under British control at the time.
0: Now, uh, you keep saying ferment revolution. <laughs> I think it's foment, but ferment, I think, also works for the Irish.
1: Uh, yeah, let's say it's an accent thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither plan works. Basically, the rest of his life is a series of misadventures and failures by chance it's a comedy of errors if at the end somebody dies
0: (laughs) i mean that's the implied end of all comedies malaria is so funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's (laughs) i think that's what forgetting sarah marshall it ends with everyone
1: getting malaria
2: (laughs) right after the puppet musical
1: (laughs) But, uh, the Irish prisoners of war, uh, do not want to work with the Germans because they had been their prisoners. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Understandable.
1: And also worry if they join casement, they will be, uh, they could be hanged for treason by the British government if they are ever caught by, uh, mm-hmm. by the, by the Brits. Mm-hmm. And the Indian revolution plans just kind of fizzle out. They, d- they don't quite work out as planned. Um... He eventually, eventually his ships full of guns that he gets sent uh, are fewer than he had ever wanted. Like the the Germans kind of stiff him and give him a lighter amount of weaponry than he had hoped for. And they Mm. offer no military support. So there's no one to help train Irish troops in Ireland. And even that ship transmissions about it get intercepted in Washington from Germany. And the British are able to capture the ship that he sent over. Now, um, when, was, when was this? Do you recall offhand? This would have been about 1915, 19, maybe early 1916.
0: Okay, so, like still before the U.S. officially entered the war then. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but probably about the time of stuff like the... the, the Germany was already doing stuff like the Zimmerman note, trying yeah, to yeah, get yeah. Mexico to... <coughs> so they were... The U.S. was firmly on the British side.
0: Yeah. Um, As we've discussed on the Black Tom Affair, Explosion Island, comma.
1: Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Ireland, uh, his compatriots in the (laughs) clan,
0: The good kind.
1: The good kind, uh, have uh, planned the Easter Rising, which is to be the first act of real rebellion against the uh, British Empire in Ireland. It did eventually happen. Uh, It led to an Irish defeat... Uh, eventually but uh, it was in the classic first Irish in... mode
0: yeah. <laughs> an Irish defeat <laughs> is there it's any considered... other kind
1: <laughs> it's considered the start of like the period of Irish rebellion that lasted for decades to come mm-hmm. but uh, Casement did not think that the Easter Rising was a good idea he didn't think they had enough supplies or training and he tried to send messages to Dublin to stop it his envoy that he sent uh, ends up disappearing never makes to Ireland The guy turned up years later in the American Navy. What?
3: Hmm.
1: He was an Irish American immigrant. And somehow he got back to America. The article, they only discovered this a couple years ago. What happened to this guy? Apparently, I don't know how he got back to America, but he eventually joined the U.S. Navy. Um, And he so he goes himself via submarine, German submarine to Ireland I forgot about this part. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. His malaria, which he has had recurrently since his time in the Congo kicks in on the trip and he is unable to travel when he arrives and the Brits find him and uh, arrest him on the spot. So at this point he is on trial for treason against the British crown Mm -hmm. and under the treason act of 1315, (laughs) And there's a long debate, is apparently. the newest
0: British law at the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an incredible... Well, yeah, I guess the, the newest one that isn't explicitly about subjugating other races, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, anyways, or women. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, of, uh, of course. I, when you said sorry, I realized it was sorry to have not said that. But to me, it sounded like, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs>
1: well, either context. I mean, I'm not yeah. a British person, so <laughs> I'll apologize for the American subjugation. Yeah, and no, yeah that ridicu- is yeah.
0: totally fair.
1: The Brits can handle their shit. Um, but eventually they debate over a placement of a comma, which according to the act, either means that his acts of treason on German soil may or may not count as treason. Eventually (laughs) they come to the conclusion because of the placement of a comma that acts of treason, not on British soil still count as acts of treason. So he can get the death penalty. Okay. (laughs) Um, This
0: is not something I was aware of. And this is a person from history. I like a lot.
1: Yeah, no, he literally, he said later, before he died, obviously, that he was literally hanged on. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> that he was hanged on a comma. Mm. Um,
0: so, That's author, not a great Arthur, memoir title, but okay.
1: <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle, D- uh, W.B. Yates, and George Bernard Shaw all asked for clemency, as did the United States Senate. Um, not uh, Conrad, Jen- though. Conrad and his friend uh, Ward, the sculptor, mm. could not forgive him. Ward had lost a son in World War One and felt especially betrayed by the treason. He even renamed uh, his godson's, like, I think middle name was even changed away from... Ka- because he was named after Casement initially. Mm. And they changed that name in response to this treason. Uh, he also loses his knighthood. Yeah. and
0: Which is... I mean, a bummer, but not the worst bummer that's about to happen.
1: Yeah, uh, he... Also, during his trial, there was a, a a series of reports called the Black Diaries, which uh, alleged that he was uh, a gay man, which, of course, was illegal at the time. Mm. And basically spread a bunch of slander about him. Um, most people nowadays, nowadays agree that those were mostly or partially forged to make him look worse than he actually was, which is not a surprise. Mm. Um, But Okay,
0: because most of the reading I had done seemed to point in the direction that he was, in fact, uh, homosexual.
1: See, I think that there was, I think there's evidence that he was gay, but the the diaries allege that he was, like, particularly lecherous, and also that right. he intentionally spread, like, some sorts of disease. Like, he had malaria his whole life. And, like, he would intentionally try to spread that to people. Like, all kinds of shit like that.
0: Right. It was basically, like, a chain email of of that time period.
1: Right. I think it's based in a kernel of truth. And they just ran with it and made it as horrific as possible. Mm. Um, anyways... He asks for some priests to give him his last rites on the day he's going to be killed. And one of the priests says, he's a saint, and we should be praying to him, not for him. Uh, And then he is hanged. (laughs) And that is the end of Roger Casement. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at left-hand right
0: I feel like this is a good time to mention sometimes it's hard to talk about people who you might consider good people or heroes even on this podcast um, that said Byron if you're ready with the alternate history sure
2: uh, you know I don't think of it as an alternate history as so much as a secret history uh, because a lot of people don't know this but uh, sir Roger Casement <laughs> I checked my notebook yeah, even just, though I knew the name.
0: Might as well just check yeah. your hand.
2: Uh, Sir Roger Casement was a changeling. And I, I, <laughs> I retain the title of knighthood not from Queen Victoria, obviously, but from the Goblin King of Kilkenny.
3: Because,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot you know, people aren't familiar. People recognize World War I as the end of European empires. But they don't recognize it as the end of fairy folk and magic. In the European continent. Okay. Because fairies can't breathe mustard gas, dummies. <laughs> I mean, it's no super one can bad for also. them. But there's so little. They're, lo- they're little <laughs> tiny lungs. <laughs> all it takes is a little whiff of it, and bam, all the fairies are dead. How do you feel, Ludendorff? Wow. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Who
1: knew that the fairies' secret weakness? Was mustard gas. I mean, it's everyone's,
2: no one's getting out alive, but, you know, the fairies died. We must stop the mustard gas, the fairies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was that class, first they came for the fairies, and I did nothing. Then they came for the volk. Now, I say that, and it just sounded like I used a slur, uh, but I'm talking about literally I was
2: wondering, I was like, should I switch between, like, sylphs or- Fae folk? Yeah, Yeah, we're spelling it
1: it like 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 how we spelled the clan with a C. We're spelling it F A E R. -R
0: R Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, a lot of
0: spelling on this (laughs) audio
1: podcast.
2: We want to we want to make sure that each uh, listener gets it.
1: Yeah, Um, especially our transcriber. (laughs) (laughs) We have a court stenographer. Well, no, this also
0: this podcast also doubles as a language learning app. So this is your Duolingo. (laughs)
2: Yuck listeners.
3: <laughs>
2: That's Polish, I think. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Changelings, people don't know this. They're woke as fuck. <laughs> like history's first social justice warriors. And so, yeah. the Changed from birth. Because like, if he hadn't been changelinked, he'd just be another snooty British guy. Yep. He'd be a, like a traitor to his... Cause have you ever noticed, like, how most great Irish thinkers didn't grow up in Ireland? <laughs>
3: yep. James
2: Joyce, Casement. Oscar Those are Wilde. the two I can... Yeah, Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Most of them not hanging out in Ireland very often, I, which I think is interesting.
0: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, to be fair, uh, there's not a lot of food yeah. in Ireland at this time. It was time. pretty grim.
2: It was pretty grim. Uh, so, yeah, he got changelinked, and uh, that was his awakening. That's where he got woke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, as a a changeling baby and so he dedicated his whole life to you know trying to foment a changeling uprising when he went to africa he tried to connect with the obundwe (laughs) and start an uprising against the goblin king leopold's
0: the the, the Earnestness in your eyes when you were studying <laughs> your notebook, getting like you took an extra swallow I did. I
2: wrote down the and I think I still got it wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean, you made it you made a good faith effort. Uh
2: yeah, anyway, he tried to enlist the uh Oblanger, uh from I I'd try if I cannot pronounce he tried to enlist their no. aid in the, the Changeling Resistance, but they were all felled by Goblin King Leopolds. <clears throat> Oh,
0: so he was a goblin. Or oh, is it the royal family—metaphorically goblin. All goblins. Oh, okay. Oh, we, okay. I mean,
2: look—they're so pallid, and they're all related.
0: <laughs> they each carry a small candle on their back, also.
2: So, uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, ancient goblin blood feud—nothing to do
3: with <laughs> nothing to do with geopolitics. Oh, wow, this is a lot now to unpack.
0: So You know, there
2: weren't any fairies around to write their own history because they all got mustard gassed.
0: So. <laughs> so, so Queen t- Elizabeth II, still still living.
2: She's got traces of goblin in there. Okay. There's...
0: <laughs> is that going to come up on the crown
2: at all? Or is that... If they're not fucking cowards, it will. <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway.
2: If they have any goddamn honor.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so... uh Another thing people don't realize about changelings is that they are pansexual fuck monsters they
3: hmm.
2: they stick it in anywhere so it's it's pretty oh, okay. it's pretty reductive to call uh yes. casement just gay because there was he was banging everything he could he really uh you know the whole the
0: the the whole kitten caboodle the
2: whole kitten caboodle the rubber uh excursions really just fuck tours with <laughs> I mean, in that the context, socially... the phrase
0: "rubber excursions" is <laughs> yeah. not my favorite. It really
2: is. "Rubber excursions" was the subtitle of the Black Diaries.
0: <laughs> oh, the red. If they that's...
2: had come out in a more enlightened time, it would have been called the rubber tours.
1: <laughs> maybe that is why
2: sexual fuck monster. Rubber is that kids. is that
1: is that why he was drawn to the rubber excursions in the first place? Because he had to. He put a dent in that supply of rubber all by his lonesome. <laughs> <laughs>
3: A literal and a upset. metaphorical. I read intent. some of the
2: things that were in the Black Diaries, and he was a real size queen. He was like this fellow was bigger than the last fellow in Peru, <laughs> and jolly rough he was. It's they're they're a great read. I mean, you guys.
0: any any Irishman's letters. I'm thinking specifically of James, James Joyce. Joyce right now, <laughs> but they are a terrifying erotic read. <laughs>
2: I got to bring that back. I got to bring that James Joyce thing back. Oh, I forgot
0: Joyce you had to about that.
2: Um, so he gets involved in the uh, Irish struggle after uh, an audience with the Goblin King of Kilkenny. There's good goblins and bad goblins. I don't have time to get into it. <laughs> the Goblin King of Kilkenny yeah. was one of the good ones.
1: Goblins are obviously victims of a lot of uh, stereotypes, negative stereotypes.
2: There's, You know, there's been some very insensitive portrayals of goblins in the media. And <laughs> until you get more goblin screenwriters, more goblin producers.
0: Jesus Christ, okay. <laughs>
2: we're just, this is a clumsier analogy than that movie Bright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bright, where racism doesn't
2: exist except it does, but it's for orcs.
1: Are there any goblin portrayals they're okay with? Bowie? Are they okay with Bowie? Yeah, Bowie.
2: Moe, I mean, they do have huge dogs, so they're all,
3: <laughs>
2: and they can't be contained by pants of any fabric. No,
3: so,
2: uh, he gets uh, into the, the the cause of Irish self governance, and uh, here's where things get tricky. Because you would think, as an anti-imperialist, anti-slavery, that uh, linking up with basically the world's biggest empire at the time would be a problematic move. Uh, you know the uh, austria hung austria hungary germany mm-hmm. habsburg you know that's goblins one and all it's really bad news
0: um, <laughs> just goblins lousy with goblins
2: the wrong kind of goblins this is the- so
0: <laughs> so
2: here's what happens he goes oh my god sh- i
0: want to write a movie called <laughs> the wrong kind of goblins <laughs> that's
2: amazing I got distracted thinking about bad goblins. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> a sequel, <laughs> bad goblins Just sunglasses. Yeah, it's arlies. like a bad Santa spinoff. <laughs> uh, so he goes to uh, Germany, and here's uh, where things get tricky. He's horn swoggled <laughs> uh-huh. by a secret network of German changeling spies. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so they he he gets a a, a, a and a rogenmutter get a hold of him. Uh, okay. Uh, one more time. Oh, those that's, are names. Uh, no, those are those are types of Germanic changelings. Okay. Once again, that's a Dickkopf.
1: <laughs> and a
2: Rogenmuter,
1: Uh No, no, no. So, are all changelings good, or are there some evil changelings and some good changelings? Too? There's,
2: there's, yeah. It's, it's a much. It's a, it's a whole tapestry of changeling sure. politics. Uh Yeah, you don't want to be. Too reductive. You don't <laughs> want to leave anybody out. Uh, like most things in Germany around that time, very anti-Semitic. Just, just yeah. lousy with it. Think uh, of
0: the goblins from Gringotts, and yeah. you'll have a picture.
2: <laughs> so they uh, they do a rare double changeling and enlist him into the German cause, and that's why he was so sickly towards the end. Because you know how changelings are like basically how. Irish people rationalized their sick children
3: <laughs>
2: so that's why he was all syphilitic and malarial oh towards the <laughs>
0: that's not where I thought that was going Oh,
2: where I I, I broke the formula of mythology no, for a second fun. I just,
0: it just you zigged what I thought you were going to zag uh,
2: yeah I, I, I like how the justification for him being sick is that changelings aren't actually real <laughs>
1: Once again, that was Dick Hopf and Rogan. <laughs> I,
3: mean,
1: I mean, it is interesting, yeah, that um technically, rather than people assuming their' sick children are changelings because changelings are commonly sick, <laughs> you went the other way around and really made it not make sense.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't think about it too much.
3: <laughs>
1: so, uh,
2: yeah, he's sick. he's malarial. He gets on the sub. he goes back to Ireland. And uh, here's the thing, uh, people think he was hanged, but just before uh, he stepped off the gallows, they threw some eggshells into a fire. And he was like, oh, I've never seen so many eggshells this close to a fire in all my life. And his soul went flying out the window. <laughs> so Roger Casement could be anywhere. He could be within me, he could be within you. He escaped the mustard gas. D-
1: did I miss something with Roger the Roger egg- Casement,
2: the last fairy, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Did I, did, I, did I gloss over something about eggshells in a fire? I thought you were going to throw eggshells that it was going to make cracking noises and people are going to be like, well, that's his neck. But it was a different thing. That's what
0: a neck sounds
2: like. <laughs> that's an old charm to get rid of changelings. Oh, okay. Is you, you put eggshells near a fire and this really oh freaks God. them out for some reason yeah. wow people were stupid for so long yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> changelings hate having eggshells near a fire more than they hate slavery and they hate that a bunch they're so woke <laughs> they're so woke yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah when <laughs> they of put course, their... the best place to store eggs near heat <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no these are broken eggshells and i don't oh, know okay. why but I was, yeah, I was reading, and they were like, Cole, blimey, there's too many eggshells near that fire. I just pictured
0: you, like, Googling how to get rid of changelings, and now all of your targeted ads are just like, oh, do you have a fairy queen?
2: Do you have changelings? <laughs> do you not trust if your infant's yours? Changeling, private eyes.
1: Wow. It's almost like something some British dude came up with while on laudanum one night,
3: but... <laughs> Oh, man.
0: I also, I'm getting so many movie ideas because I want to write changeling detectives.
1: (laughs) There's not been
2: enough good changeling fiction.
0: Yeah, there's the changeling.
2: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, There's the chicken coop murders, which I think just actually happened. Um,
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like actual very sad stories. Yes.
0: But what I'm talking about is whimsical. Yeah, this is fun. (laughs) Where a child is dead (laughs) and replaced. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Quincy. <laughs> uh, Byron, thank you.
1: Thank
2: you. Yeah, that was... <laughs> uh,
0: um,
1: and I'm just gonna say, for the record, the reason I kept saying fermenting is, uh, in honor of the Irish's love of drink.
0: Yeah. Just you gonna retcon that right those. now. I feel like, should clarify, I know Zach's Irish, and I know I'm Irish, but By- Byron, I'm pretty... Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah enough yeah, to... Of course. Uh, um...
2: Most, I feel like most Americans are, yeah, <laughs> at least at, a little.
0: At, at some point. So we're we're fine. Um, we're fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck the Irish. I can say that. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I have so much self-loathing. Um, listeners, uh, just before we get on to judgment, uh, as always, we ask that you write a review of the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. That is always crazy helpful to us.
1: Yeah, write something about how the Irish are lazy. <laughs> yeah. All your anti-Irish leave apple reviews. welcome on their comment section.
0: <laughs> um, sure, let's go with that. Anything that drives traffic. Um,
1: and if you want to talk about specific Irish being lazy, talk about the three of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, as, and you can leave us a comment or ask us a question at revisionistpodcast.com. And find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on all of those. Uh, Byron, you co-host with Katie Hannon, one of my favorite shows in town, Designated Drunkard. That's right.
2: Uh, first Saturdays of every month. Next one is Saturday, April 7th.
0: April 7th. Uh, do you want to give a quick rundown of what that show is? It is
2: a, a comedy drinking game. We make a little list of comics' ticks and obsessions and jokes that they do over and over and those are prompts for audience and one of us to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fairly simple comedy drinking game. It's a it's a grand old time.
0: Uh, when I did it, I know I remember one of my ticks was you're on the has, first one, right? Yeah, uh, has NPR voice, which I don't know if listeners to this <laughs> podcast if that's something you can identify with. Um, but you also have a new project coming up. I do.
2: Uh, I- Recently, Mutiny Information Cafe Bookstore approached me about doing a monthly podcast there. Uh, It's going to be called Mutiny Book Club with Byron Graham. Each month, we read a book and talk about it. I have two guests, one comic, one more writerly person.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: And it'll be at Mutiny Information Cafe every last Sunday. I'm big on last and first. It's easy to remember. Yeah. So this next one, Sunday, April 29th at 4 p.m.
1: And do, be you, uh, do you know what book you're doing for that one?
2: The first one we're doing is uh, Ex- Exit West, which oh, I have not ooh. read yet. But it's it's basically, yeah, the only theme is that there are books I've been meaning to read and have not yet. <laughs> so, I've t- you know, I'm going to try and force the whole internet to keep me accountable <laughs> to reading one book a month. That's
0: a really good idea for that.
2: <laughs> but ahead. I also, I don't think I would have had the, I don't think I would have followed through on it if I weren't approached by them. You know what I mean? It's easier yeah. to. When you have someone else to be excited about your dumb idea, it's <laughs> and easier what's the name to follow through on it. Mutiny Book Club.
0: Mutiny Book Club.
2: With me, Byron Graham.
0: <laughs> and Zach, uh, listeners have been listening to the back episodes of Stage of Fools for a while now,
1: but. But. I did it's not give you returned. a good lead for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it, so the show was uh, on hiatus, the show being. Stage of Fools, Fools is a show I do about the terrible e-scripted drama, The Royals, which is loosely based on Hamlet and about a modern-day royal family. And uh, it's bad. <laughs> and uh, it's been on hiatus for a good year, during which time the showrunner was uh, straight-up me would um, But he's gone, and we're back with that show. <laughs> So I guess that worked out in its way, and you can listen. (laughs) You can listen uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And that's with Shannon Camp, friend of the show. Former
1: guest of this show, yes.
0: Um, Current person
1: that I live with.
0: Yes, also. Um, Say hello to her for me. I don't know why I said that on air. Um, Listeners, as for me, March 28th, I'll be up in Fort Collins, but I did not write down where or what time. So if you follow me on social media, you will see how not to promote things.
2: Um, In the city of Fort Collins, though, so start there.
0: Uh, It's Erdman's thing at the TV... Anyway, um, (laughs) this is a train wreck of a promotion. Uh, There's going to be a lot of better people on that. Uh, But if you follow me on Twitter, at Apparently Brian, uh, you'll have details on that, I promise you. Um, Also, speaking of mutiny, I... Uh, I guest-hosted Queen City Companion recently, and the podcast of that uh, show is now available uh, through Mutiny Transmissions, so look up Mutiny Transmissions, Queen City Companion, and check it out. I read an excerpt from a fiction piece I'm shopping around, and there's a lot of really, really good people on that show. Uh, So get that podcast, yo. (laughs) Um, God damn it. I cannot sell anything. Um so judgment falls to me this episode, and I uh, I love Roger Casement as a person. I think he is a legitimate hero, even when he was doing uh, certain things that the British Empire would call treason. And
2: he got double changeling. He okay. got double
0: changeling. Um, To change. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm not topping that ever. I'm committing seppuku after this. Um, um, But so I'm always tempted to go with the real history on people I like. uh, But Byron threw in enough Irish fantasy folklore crap that gets right at my lizard brain (laughs) that I cast my vote. For Byron's alternate history and listeners the voting is now open to you uh, on patreon if you are one of our patreon subscribers
1: and don't worry about this one too much Brian because frankly if the people are listening to this the day it comes out they're probably too drunk to remember this podcast in the morning and frankly they probably never remember this podcast anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is totally fair. Um, also, St. Patrick's Day is on a Saturday this year, so good luck, world. If <laughs> you yeah. live in a major city, yeah. I hope you survive.
1: Don't go within 100 yards of a street.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm
2: pulling out the hurricane shutters. I've got enough bottled water and canned food to get through it. Just a plank doctor's mask for some reason. Um <laughs> I don't have a gun, but I do have a bow and arrow (laughs) in case any revelers get too close.
0: I have a shillelagh. Oh, no, it's begun. (laughs) Uh, For everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn.
1: I'm
2: Zach Powers.
0: Have a good time.